0: Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: Hello and welcome to another episode of the W12 podcast. Um, I'm Ben Platt. Thank you for tuning in and listening again. Um, We got some really good feedback off our last podcast with Marty Cifentes. Cifentes? I I had that on point last week. Um, Cifentes. Cifentes, yeah. yeah. Um, Thank you for listening. Um, Anyone who's new listeners, thanks for tuning back in. You know, some lads chatting everything QPR, giving our opinions, rightly or wrongly, mostly wrongly and (laughs) Okay, um, (laughs) apart from Ainsworth, um, yeah, so yeah, thanks for listening. Anyway, let's crack on. Um, last time we did the podcast, we it was two home games since, um, Hull and Plymouth, four points, no goals conceded. Bit of magic from Sharon Willock, um, somehow didn't concede or score last night. I don't know how that stayed nil nil, um, but overall. We've got ourselves back into a really good place. Really important game coming up on Saturday at Sheffield Wednesday, which I think we've got to make sure we don't lose. I mean, obviously, we, should, we need to win, but I think not losing is, is as much important as, as that. Um, and they're coming into us with a bit of form as well. But let's reflect. Uh, let's introduce who we got on the pod, actually. That would be good, wouldn't it? Um, who we got here? Ollie up the R's. Welcome back, mate. It's been a while. It
4: yeah, has a bit of a more positive note compared to what it was like last time I was on.
3: Yeah, isn't it? So, uh, it when was it? It was a while ago, wasn't it? Ainsworth yeah. days. Yeah,
4: Ainsworth days. I think it was the week before Leicester. Um oh. I can't
3: remember what game it was, but we lost whatever it was, because we were on seven on the boats. Nice. I'll, I'll, I'll come to you with, uh, get your Marty views a bit later, but welcome back, mate. Um, it's Chris. Hello, mate.
1: In boys. Um, I saw a win. I finally, finally <laughs> made it. <laughs> You were there last
3: night as well, weren't you?
1: Yeah. Um, fortunately couldn't make it two in a row, but we'll get on to that game shortly, I'm sure. You good though, yeah? Yeah, no, uh yeah. Things are things are much more positive, which definitely helps your mood, doesn't it? If you're going into the Christmas period when QPR were still destined for relegation, then it's not much fun having your whole family be like, Oh, should be excited, it's Christmas I'd be like, Yeah, but my football team's absolutely shit. <laughs> um do you know so what? we're I not did, in that I, position now. So
3: I told my I told all my family I do not want anything QPR. This was about three weeks ago. I was like, don't buy me anything anyway. So about a week ago, I was like, so uh have you got me all my presents yet? Like, oh, this is. She's like, I'm like oh, i love like, i that retro red and black
2: one, please. She's like, ah oh.
3: so I, I think she's ordered that for me. Um so, <laughs> so I know what you
2: mean. Um Doug, still smiling? Uh, always smiling. Well, since Marty's been in anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you good though? Yeah, no, I'm all good. Getting in that festive spirit. Like us picking up points in December is like a festive treat as well, isn't it? So <laughs> that's a rarity. Yeah. Jack
3: it was a chat that last week told us that some mad December stats that we've got like the yeah.
2: terrible December. Yeah. Like, just like QPR. Like, Marty obviously heard those stats. So it was like I'm changing that. Not <laughs> not having that.
3: Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, Chris, um, I'll come to you first on on hull. Um you we know, a win. Um, bit of magic from Willock. Um, chair goal. Asmir Begovic probably his best game for the club. Um, I thought we. I mean, we rode our luck at times, but I, I mean that's something I want to talk about later about how much we're getting just the rub of the green, whereas with Ainsworth we just didn't get any. But at least now we, we, you know it's starting to come back around again. Um, what 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 was your views being at the game? What were your key takeouts?
1: I think the main point is yeah, just chair and Willock. That connection was back. It felt like we were two years of watching us had uh, had not happened, and we were kind of back in twenty twenty one. It was great to see them linking up, playing really well together. Um, something that fans had obviously wanted for ages, or kind of reminiscing about what we had. Um, but there was always a point where you were like, "Will we ever? Will we ever get that back?" Can we look stay fit. Can he play ninety minutes? Can he play two, three games in a week and um ball? Or is he destined to go? But yeah, it was great to see. We scored felt we just scored at the absolute perfect times, right before half time. Um, kind of put their heads down, put our heads up. And then the second half, yeah, we we I wouldn't say we sat in, but we um we defended well. We did what we had to do because I thought Hull were... I thought they were fairly decent. Their fans thought the complete opposite, which I guess suggests that they felt they played a lot better this season. But I thought it was a decent footballing game. Um, It was a good watch for both sides. But yeah, Begovic was outstanding. I think definitely his best game for us. Very much kept us in the game. Um, But just back on the Willock thing, the second goal came from... because. That was his first full out sprint. I think we've seen mm. him in about two years. And that was yeah, right in front so. of me, and I was, I was just being like, "Don't, don't suddenly pull up here. Don't suddenly feel your hamstring." But he wanted it. He was. That was full sprint. That wasn't. Oh, I'm just going to put in seventy percent effort and make it look like I'm doing it here. Um, and yeah, just positive all round. Really. We look. We look. We
3: look much more solid, don't we? We look like there's a bit of a game plan. We look like we know... But what I will say is, and, 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 and probably when we talk about Plymouth in a minute, there's still like a bit of Ainsworth in us, isn't there? There's still that bit of unease and a bit of us, a bit we could just... There's that button, that panic button that just gets hit sometimes. And, and, and I it's, I just sometimes see it in little five, 10-minute parts of the game. I just see us going, falling back into it. But, but Dunk, obviously... Plymouth, but it was um I thought we were lucky to not be 2 or 3 nil down after the first 15 20 minutes the red card kind of changes the game a bit and then I thought they defended really well um I d- it's one of them where the red card kind of stopped the second half especially stopped the space for chair and Willock they really got compact in the second half didn't they Drew us out wide at every opportunity made it more difficult for us they had like felt like they had like five or six center backs in there every time we got anywhere near the goal um, and we just couldn't quite break them down. But what was your take, mate?
2: Um, no, I completely agree. I feel like after 15 minutes, I was thinking, how are we not losing this game? Like we could, like you said, could be easy to be 2-0 down. And I thought we started really sluggish. I know Marty made a few changes, um, but it just kind of felt that we just weren't in it. Um, obviously, the sending off massively changed the game in our favour. I reckon if Plymouth had kept 11 men, it would have, could have been a completely different game. And I feel like it, we actually probably could have ended up ended up losing it. That's how badly we'd started the game. Um, it was a definite red card. You've seen the replays and everything. He catches the chair high up. It was rash. No need for it. So that's stupidity on their half. Um, but I just feel like we didn't really do enough to win it. I don't feel like we created enough. I know they sat deep and they made it hard for us, but... It kind of felt like all these run, run of games, having a lot of games in a lot in a short space of time kind of caught up with us last night. Just kind of felt we were tired and ran out of ideas.
3: That first um, 15, 20 minutes, it was a bit like a hot potato the ball. Ollie. I don't know what you thought, like, uh, I don't think we didn't want it. Someone shouted at like, that exact point behind me when I was there, was saying, looks like no one wants the ball. It kind of felt a bit like that, didn't it?
4: Yeah, it was, I think for the first time under Marty, it looked like we were a bit cautious. And I think I kind of saw similar when we, originally when Stoke went down to 10 men, we just looked a little bit like we wanted to leave them to it. Um, But again, I think it happens sometimes. I I mean, with that team that was... It's, it's, I don't know. It, it's a bit of a weird one because it was kind of the opposite of what we're we're used to playing recently, which is which was a bit strange. But I don't even know how to explain that one because it was
3: confusing to watch. Well, well Plymouth Press does very well straight yeah. from the first whistle. They were on us. Like I don't know if we didn't expect it. I actually have expected them to sit back a little bit. Um, and soak it up a little bit. i prep but they were pressing as good as anyone I've seen Loftus Loftus right Right, right. And Kakai and Dunn, they were <laughs> they were at sixes and sevens really, weren't they? They would not because I, don't, I think that's gonna happen sometimes under this. Keep the ball, play out from the back. They were doing that every opportunity as soon as Beck of we were worried that he, when he was going to play it out with his feet, but he said he got to tap it to the centre back because the centre back's right next to him. Um, like Cook literally comes right next to him. But um yeah, I just. I mean, the subs. I, I was a bit surprised by the team news. I understand it. We said before about we're not sure if Cannon and Cook and Salt had three games a week in them legs. We were saying that before the game. I, I, I expected them to start, to be fair, but I can kind of understand them not starting. But um, but I think it feels a bit like Martin that he could just put a random team out. He's just going to put random teams out every now and again. And we're just going to be like, what the hell? The news, Chris, and what you think, all done. Yeah. Duncan. yeah ollie
1: I think he has the confidence in, or well, maybe confidence is the wrong word. He wants to see more of the squad, mm-hmm. and at the same time knows he can't just kind of rinse the same ten, oh, sorry, eleven to 13 14 men every week, especially when you've got three games in a week. So I think he's so conscious of that. Multiple times he said the wingers in my system get through an incredible amount of work. So to that, to me, means if. Someone plays two games in a row, the third one, it's kind of like, oh, they're a bit a bit dodgy here. And that's why Smith was obviously uh, was obviously benched. Um and yeah, just um we just the players who came in didn't take advantage of their opportunity. Um thought Kelman was, was a, he wasn't he wasn't good, but He's playing right wing, and he's probably never played there before. He's a striker, so all of the runs that that fans wanted him to make and are like Smith does this, stay really wide, make that run in that gap. Kelman was like, it's just natural instinct was to be drawn into it as close to Dykes as possible. It was well, like was he
3: playing right wing. Yeah, he was. He was. Well, yeah, that,
1: yeah. That's where he was set up, but he wasn't. <laughs> He wasn't playing it in the second half because he should have been right in front of me on the blooming touchline, and that's where he wasn't. Um, and that's when the frustration comes because I think Fuentes knew, he knew how we needed to play against a team in a low block. Get two people as wide as you possibly can. You move the ball quickly across the pitch to them and find the gap with the triangles he was developing. But we were just, we were too slow on the ball, but... To me and I mentioned this to you boys either last night or this morning. Larkesh going off, I think, killed us because he is the perfect, um, he's the perfect fullback in that system. He stays wide, his energy, he'll always go on the outside every single time. That's what Cher and Willick really needed. As soon as he went off, and we had to put Dixon a right back, Cannon left back, Cannon's not left footed, so he's going to cut back every time not sprinting past like Larkesh does and it was just it's unfortunate. Um because again I think he showed decent a decent level when he did come on in those he got maybe twenty minutes. Maybe maybe even more. Um but yeah just a just a shame and I think like Ollie said it's one of those. Um I think in a couple of months time if we had the same game I think the players would be up with the system, and would be better to to break that down. We'd find the we'd find the space to get to get one or two.
2: I, mean, I think it's testament to Marty as well, though, the fact that we're all a little bit disappointed we didn't win that game. Whereas six, seven, eight games ago, we would have been like biting someone's hand off for a point at home. So I feel like our results have been. It's kind of like we've all getting ahead of ourselves again. Like yes, we're doing well. We won a few on the bounce. We haven't conceded for a few games but we need to stay grounded I feel like we're still in the relegation zone I know we've closed that gap down to one point like win on the weekend and was a good chance we're out of it but it is that sense of it was still a good point I know it was against 10 men but like we've said they made it very difficult for us like there was clear signs of fatigue from certain players players being rested so a point is still a good point Yeah.
4: I think with with the starting lineup. I think that's one thing with Martin is he, is he isn't scared to make those changes. And you know, we saw how it worked at Preston, everyone was like oh, well, his chair been dropped. He's brought him on and he's got a goal and a, a, it was a goal and assist or, or to assist one one or the other. And you know, I, I think it's, it's quite rare that we ever have a manager that's willing to make those changes. I remember the it reminds me of when was it was it Chris Rams that made three subs at half time away to Fulham or something like something like that you know we, we we've had managers that panic like that but i think i think mart pretty calm and in control in in terms of his lineup he knows what he's doing i think i saw a post earlier saying charlie kelman must train really well but when he's on the pitch he doesn't have the confidence and you know he's been at the club quite a few years now and he's not barely been seen to be fair so he must be a very good in training to be even considered over Armstrong who for me was the option that we really could have done with last night from the off you know he's nippy, he's not afraid to jump in with those challenges and it surprised yeah. me that Kelman started over him, especially on the wing as well where I think Armstrong is at his best
3: I um, I I understood why Armstrong didn't, didn't come on only because Preston in the second half literally went they were basically on their goal line and I'm not sure Armstrong would have done a lot. I don't know, you know, unless it fell to him. I thought Smith coming on sooner was the one that annoyed, not annoyed, but the one that I thought should have happened a lot sooner was getting him on. He should have been on half time, maybe, but at least on at sort of 50, 60 minutes, because he was causing all sorts of problems. I know his delivery's rubbish sometimes, but, you know, he. he it's repetitive, isn't it? Just he's gonna just keep putting it in. One of them will come off. One of them will find someone. He's got to keep doing it. Um, which which we started to do at times. We got three or four balls here, then we wouldn't do anything for twenty minutes. Then we'd get. So um, that was the one that frustrated me. I really liked Dixon Bonner when he come on. I, he he did really well. Him, you're right, Chris. Him moving to right back, I didn't think it helped us in any way because he, he was just too far. Like yeah, I did, him in the middle was just controlling it and dictating it, and I liked. I, I thought he did really well coming on again. He's he, he's I'm, I said on the point a few weeks ago, I'm not fully convinced about him. It's not to say he hasn't done well. I'm just not convinced he's the that you know. But no, I thought, yeah, he's 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 been all right since then, hasn't he? I'd, I'd like to see more of
1: him. Yeah, it was in the first five minutes after half-time when he was in the position we won him in. It was like, right, I'm going to get on the ball as much as I can, and I'm going to yeah. be the one trying to dictate things to move the ball quicker because that's what we didn't have in midfield in the first half. And yeah, just a, just very unfortunate in the position he had to end up in um, due to the Larkesh concussion. But I like the fact that Marty did that because he could have just brought Aaron Drew on and gone, okay, well, I'll put you at right back because you are right back and I'll put Cannon over to left back. Whereas he's like, no, we're going to have all the ball. I'm going to put a player who wants to get on the ball in that position and be like, almost you need to deal with it, Dixon Bonner, because you aren't going to have to do a huge amount of defending, but we can get you in this in this area. Um, yeah, the Smith one was was the one. I think every fan in the ground was probably like, why is he not on? Already, and the first thing he did was I, I, get in behind, and then a cutback that wasn't wasn't the greatest, but that was at least a positive sign.
3: I get it though, I get it. You kind of you're hoping something's going to fall to Calvin right? And maybe if he does get in the position, he can finish it because he's supposedly the best finisher in the club. Um, so maybe that was the thinking, like you know, balls in the box, something's going to fall to him. So I kind of get it, but it, it should have been. He should have been. Whether it was for Kelvin or not, Smith should have definitely been on sooner.
4: Sure. I I have a bit of a controversial opinion here. I think and I'm going to get slated for this by a lot of people but I think one of our problems at, at the moment is coming from Sam Field. Oh,
3: i', I don't Ollie, you've think, been missing. I've been saying this for the last few weeks, mate. I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> off the ball, okay. Defensively,
4: okay. In terms of hit him on the ball and his forward passing and I just, oh, I don't think he works in Marty's system. I don't think he fits the team that we have at the moment. But it seems stupid to want to drop someone of the quality of Sam Field. But I don't. Well, I don't think we can because I don't think we have the player to sit sit in where he is. But I think he's holding us back a bit at the moment, and 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 it's hard to say. But I, I can't, I can't see where what he does that another midfielder couldn't do and more at the moment.
1: After Saturday, my notes in front of me, I wrote down that's Field's worst game on the ball. He's massive he was, improvement. He was awful. Again, it last was night.
3: Awful last not night.
1: very good. And that's why at halftime, when you saw the, the three who were coming on, you're like, great, he's going to take Field off. bitly. he was on a yellow after 90 seconds, which um, at the time you were like, I don't know why you're doing that. And then we saw them have three other counter-attacks after he lost the ball, and they should have scored from it So you'd be like, oh, well, he probably would have got booked eventually. Yeah, I fully agree with you, Oli. He's um, yeah. very limited on the ball. Yeah, so and he suited
3: Ainsworth, didn't he? He suited that style yeah. a little bit more. Like, and he probably was frustrated as anyone that we lose him, but in relation to style and, and, and reliance, he was quite heavy on that. We would never have took him off, like... Like, Marty did it at Stoke, you know, and we said that. But I always think Fields is a better centre-back. I've said it for, for a while. He's a better centre-back. I, I'd like, you know, I know we don't play for it at the back, but if we ever go back to that, I would have no issue with him filling in at, right, at in centre-back. But what the problem is, like you said, we don't have another... Our centre midfields are very limited, aren't they? I'm not a massive De fan, if I'm honest. Um, I like, you know... But, I don't know. In that game last night,
1: in the second half, it suited De though. That was that was the one where you're like, look, you can go and get the ball, you can sit in that position, and you can move it quickly. And he was there were times yeah. at least he's trying to bang the ball in yeah. forward, but that so, is in a in a certain situation. I think
2: that's part of the problem with Sam
1: Field. Like I think he works better with someone
2: like a Dixon Bonner alongside him, who he can almost give the little five yard ball to, and then Dixon Bonner can push on, play a forward pass, which is I feel like he does more than Dizel does. So when you got Field and Dezel together, like, it's almost like Dezel had that wonderful assist for Andre Gray, didn't he, all those years ago? But it feels like, and that's it. That's the only good pass I can actually remember him ever doing. Um, like, he just lacks that, and Field lacks that. So when they're both in the midfield, it's almost like they, they are fighting for one spot, those two. So when they play together, it doesn't work, and the system isn't, the balance isn't right.
1: It's mad, though, isn't it? We could Sorry, it's mad.
3: On. No, I was just saying it's mad that we're saying that about Sandfield, considering he, you know, was so good last season. Really, but I d- I'm just not sure he fits this style of play. And I, d- mm. I, think there'll be games where he's he'll come off, and there might even be games where he doesn't start. I, d- I don't know. I can see that in the future if we can get another centre midfielder in. I don't know, but there'll certainly be games where we'll need him.
1: The fear, if he doesn't play, and if Colbeck isn't he- playing either, then if you were to start a uh Dazelle and Dixon Bonner like, that teams that. could cut through us yeah. and that's why one of them has to play
3: but yeah. Samfield's had a contract isn't it in the summer I, did some, I heard someone say it at the ground yesterday I, I didn't, I've tried to check on it is that one true year have we got, got the one year on him contract yeah right. I think yes well, I thought that and if that is true it's gone under the radar a little bit
1: Um but yeah the point the point you make is a great one like he was player of the year by an absolute country mile last season And now we're, I don't even know how many games we're in, 20 games into the season, something like that. And we're like, okay, I think we could be best if he's dropped. That's meant, and really, we're kind of saying that off the back of Marty's six games, really. But that's where you need to be, you need to have the right players for every system. Can he he develop, or is he just going to take a little bit longer to, to clock, no, I need to be passing the ball forward all the time rather than the sideways that he's kind of stuck on because that's just that's the bit that needs to adjust to me we can get more into that position and forward is your first line of thought rather than keep it safe sideways back to a centre-bank then could be right
3: what about ollie what about Richards? um i watched him at the game yesterday he looked at he looked Yeah, you didn't look fit. (laughs) I
4: got... uh,
0: Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? Picture the scene, all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
4: I saw a post from a while back the other day uh, from a podcast we did Season end of season player ratings. I won't say what I said at the end of that about Richards. I still think he's got quality, but I don't think his head's in it, and, and that's where the problem is lying. You know, I I I will sit on a post and sit here and back Richards up, but I need to see something from him. I, I need I need to see something from him. And, and no, he doesn't look fit, but surely within six games of Marty being here, if he saw something, a glimmer of something you would hope to have seen a bit more of him by now. And it's not gonna be long until I'm gonna start saying, okay, yeah, like he's not, not great. But it is weird because I remember he came on last season, I can't remember what game it was a home game. Yeah, it. and he just changed he, cha- he changed the game. He's got that in him. He kinda he kinda reminds me of um of what we what Ravel Morrison was to other clubs, but to us, he was great. It's like, we've got that version, that negative version of Ravel Morrison that does have that kind of ability. doesn't have the mindset for it, but I'm hoping that Marty gets that out of him. But at the moment it's, you know, he's we did that obligation to buy. And, you know, if Mick Bill is taking, taking little, little bungs for transfers and he's made a few hundred, hundred quid here, and he's done a binder because he didn't do much and he needs to, he needs to pick it up. And, you know, I think, when you look at how Taylor Richards came in, you compare how Dixon Bonner came in. There's no comparison to them now. Dixon Bonner looks like he could be a genuinely really decent Championship midfielder. Mm. Taylor Richards looked like he wouldn't be out of place in League Two at the moment, and, and that's annoying.
2: Didn't you give Richards five out of ten at the six, season mate. end? Yeah, Was it six. six? <laughs> uh,
4: yeah, J- just off <laughs> off my opinion of what he can do in the future. Now I look back, I just look an absolute knob. But
2: you yeah. know, it's almost as bad as Chris's take on Kelman. <laughs> <laughs>
1: When he was in the starting lineup yesterday, I was like, this is my moment. I'm gonna come <laughs> yeah. on the pod tomorrow night after he scored a winner. And then I'm watching and I'm thinking, Oh god, no, I'm gonna to have to backtrack. But <laughs> oh my god, Taylor Richards was horrendous last night. Just twenty touches on the ball, dribbling into three men, when surely he's been told, right, you're in this position, but what we've got to do, we've got to move the ball quickly. That's what we're in. Two touches, bang, keep it moving, get the ball wide. Honestly, I just didn't it, didn't it, get it. He
3: stayed in a little like I don't know, ten by ten square for the whole game, like for the time he was on, that little on the on the right, like the little Yeah,
1: in that pocket, yeah.
3: It felt like he was just in that pocket all the time, but you'd want him to just sort of get the ball and go, right, give me the ball, give me the ball, like let me he wasn't really doing that, was he? I don't know. It, the um it, there's obviously a lot more to it. There must be. Must be more to the story that we're not, we're not, we don't know. Um, but I, I, so I, I, what, what I was saying after the game was on the way home was that for him to find some form, someone's going to have to have some real faith in him. And he needs like three or four or five games on a bounce, like continually just playing and getting him up to speed. And I just, I just, I just can't see that happening. Unless, it, unless
2: it's another pre-season. We're not in the position to do that, are we? That's the problem. We, like, every point no, for us at the minute is vital. We, we we can't have passengers. And that's, at the minute, what he is. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Ollie, I, we haven't really
3: spoken to you since Marty's come in. You've been impressed with him, I take it?
4: He definitely. I think it's, it shows what you can do with this team when you bring in a football Manager and not a long ball manager. Um, you know, I think when he when when he originally came in and we and we got the draw, we were like, okay, decent. Then the second draw came along, and you're like, okay, a bit concerning that we're not winning. But you know, it's going three on the bounce against decent teams. In fairness, um, you know, it, it's, it's it's really good. I think Stoke game was. I was a bit worried in the first half because I thought we looked a little bit up against it. But then late on the second half, we looked superb. I think Hull, we did exactly what Ainsworth tried to do in terms of, we we, we play like that under Ainsworth, we would have lost that game. Same as last night, we would have lost that game. But Marty has inspired these players. I mean, the, the, the thing he's things he's done with likes of Willock and Cher, I mean, I didn't think we'd see Willock again. You know, I I hadn't seen Willock sprint in about six months, and to see him six months like a year, you know, to see him chasing the ball down and, and all that kind of stuff is brilliant. I think I think there's a lot of concern when Marty's brought in at this stage. I think a lot of us, when the rumours of Warnock being the one, were like, oh, okay, that that's that's the man who keeps us up. But and I was saying, you know, I don't want anyone else other than Warnock. But to see Marty come in, there are a lot of people and. Probably most won't admit that would be like okay, this could be a bit of a risky move for this point in the season, but he's proved exactly why we should have been going abroad for managers for for a lot longer. You know, we've gone for Critchley, gone yep. for Ainsworth, like the most Brexit ball managers you could probably go for, and then we've gone and got a Spanish manager that's come in and done an absolute blinder of a job so far. So yeah, impressive him, impressive football, and I think most of all, more impressive his interviews. I think he speaks like fantastically. I think I think he's got a winning mentality, you know. For him to him to turn around and, you know, when when, when we get a win, he's not smiley and like going up to fans going yeah. yeah. He's taking it serious. He's like you know, remain humble. We didn't play great, but we got the win. It's, it's a points game. I like him, you know. I'm I'm not trying to blow his trumpet, but he's
3: bloody good. He's really good. Um, yeah, I agree with everything there, Ollie. Uh, Duncan, you've mentioned it a couple of times and staying grounded and stuff like that. Do, do... How far do we take this loving in? Because
2: and, 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 football changes quickly, doesn't it? It does. It just draws back to what he said last week when I asked him about the short, medium and long-term plans he has. And it's just win the next game, win the next game, win the next game. Like, he clearly is just taking it game by game and he wants to win every game or try, he goes out to try and win every single game. And you actually feel like he has a plan to win different games and to win in different ways. Like... Obviously, we're all excited. We're playing better football and we're getting results. Like we, But like I said earlier, we're still in the relegation zone. We're still at the wrong end of the table and there's still a long way of the season to go. So it's, like I said, be grounded. Let's enjoy this little crest of a wave we're on. But just this hope it stays and then we don't just drop off the form and drop off like it normally does in the second half of the season.
3: Mm. I, Chris, am I mad to think that the back... I, I tweeted it in the week... This back five, we can keep it fit, is as good a back five as we've had for years. I just find I I feel I find find it difficult for me to say it, <laughs> but I actually do believe it that like Begovic, Kenneth Powell, Salter, Cook, Reggie Cannon is as good a back. That's a decent back five. That is not getting relegated, is it? I,
1: I won't commit to to uh, replying to that question, oh, but in terms of whether it gets relegated, but it is. It is good, I think one thing I wanted to mention about yesterday, like that Steve Cook on the ball. I don't think that's something you and you um would expect from him or rate him on, but he was very just calm and composed right past every time, and I know that comes from like experience in a leadership position, but it was that was good to see like balls coming out of the sky controlling it really well, and you're like, you've basically been brought in to be a leader to be that defender who throws himself in front of everything but even in a game like that he was very good um yeah i mean didn't someone say this is the first time we've kept three clean sheets since like 2018 or something no, that is yeah. like five I years mean, absolutely nuts when considering <laughs> where well we in were perspective <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like how we couldn't buy a clean sheet if um if the owners wanted to sponsor a clean sheet we couldn't do it um but Yeah, that's worked out and the Hull, I know you're kind of talking about um, teams, what elements of Ainsworth, when we were tuning up against Hull, I wasn't actually worried. For the Mm -hmm. first time in forever, I was like, actually, I feel pretty confident we're kind of going to get through here. Admittedly, because we got the second at 1-0, yeah, I would have been nervous, but um, yeah, that was very good to see. So if we can get that as a solid base, albeit you kind of, you know that Dunn's going to have to play games and... Kakai will come in for the old game here, and Laques will etc. But um, yeah, it's it's not like okay, Chair and Willick need to get us three goals for us to to stand any um, chance of winning a game.
3: That was my question. Actually, was are we going to be he- are we too reliant on them to do something? And if they don't do something, you know, the chances of us winning a football match really. It really, I mean, it's a kind of obvious statement, I guess, if your main two players don't turn up, but still still feel like we're, we're still heavily reliant on them. What have they got? Is it four goals and assists each or something between them since Marty's come in? I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a hell of a lot of the goals and assists that we've done <laughs> since he's come in. Um, I don't know. It was a question I had, actually.
2: Uh, like, the thing is, we were saying it before at the start of the season, Like, we struggle for creativity. Like, so if those two aren't performing, we are going to struggle. Like Smith, like, I thought it was quite telling that when he came on, most of his crosses yesterday were all on the ground. Like, he was drilling low balls in, which is unusual for him because normally he hits some rose or corner flag. So, whether he's been told, let get the ball low, keep it low, like he's desperate for an assist. Like he, I know he got his goal the other week against Preston, confidence. He needs to get a couple of assists like Chair and Willock have to get that form of confidence flowing. But yeah, like creativity is so an area we're lacking in, but I just want to jump back to the defense situation and just say, it's a bit weird one for me I want to give a well done to Gareth Ainsworth for getting Begovic Cook and Cannon in because they have actually done really well under a new manager. But obviously they were signings under him, so let's give him a. Oh, I'll give him a round of applause for getting them through the door.
3: <laughs> Anyone round of applause? No? Yeah.
4: Oh, how we got Reggie Cannon of free is beyond me. but you know, someone like Reggie Cannon. It's not him though, is it? It's
3: he? not him. <laughs> well. I mean, I, honestly, I'm not saying. that. I mean, I I don't know about Cook, and I don't. I, I Cook, We've been trying to get Cook for years, right? We've been, and, and I don't. Asmir Begovic isn't signed the QPR for Gareth Ainsworth. No offence, I don't think that was the that's, case. That's the and most positive
2: think... thing I've ever said about Ainsworth, and you've just <laughs> I know, ruined it. I've just
3: ruined it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't, and I don't think that Reggie Cannon is someone who Ainsworth has got in his notebook. Who he's, I just, I just can't see it. I think it's recruitment, isn't it? I don't know. And maybe cool. that was one reason why it didn't work out as well as it did. Because I, I from what I've, what we've been told, he it, it didn't get a lot of his targets that he wanted to bring in. Whoever they were, but um, I don't know. Sorry, Ollie, you were going to say something. Babe.
4: No, that's exactly what I was going to say. If Gareth Ainsworth was the selling point, then I don't know how on earth <laughs> we got him in. But what a coup! In fact, what what a signing he's been. I mean, he's not. I'm not going to say he's been great because he hasn't played a huge amount. But when he's played, it's the difference isn't he? Like he he him down that right hand side. And I'm not a, I'm not a hater of of, of Kakai. I don't think he's terrible. I think that yesterday was he was at. I genuinely think I did have done a better job right back than Kakai yesterday. But you can see the quality. If when that back line of Cook, Clark, Salter, Powell, and Cannon, that is a that is a top six back four on its day. Genuinely, and that, and that's a big shout. But I'm I will say that I think. When both our fullbacks are fit and playing the way they are, I think arguably probably the best fullback setup up there in the league, if not top six
3: standard. Those two. And what we're doing is when we're keeping the ball right, they're not having to defend for seventy-five minutes of a game, right? Where they can't make a single mistake. They've got to be bang on every ball that comes in. hundred, you know. So when we've got the ball, they only have to def- They have to defend less, and that benefits them because they're good defenders. So the less they have to defend and run back and. You know, I, I, it benefits them, right? So that, that I think that we've benefited from that being able to keep the ball, as as meant that when we do defend, I just think we these players can defend. There's less reliance on not making one mistake, and, you know. And um, I don't know, that's my view on it. What do we think then? So what well, we've got, Sheffield Wednesday coming up, six six pointer for them. I think. Um, I just like I said at the start, I think it's a game we can't lose. Um, I just hate being overly optimistic at any game. I don't know why. It's like a... I hate it. I I was optimistic on Wednesday. I put 6-0 on on Skybet. You bet bet on 6-0? No, not right. So I was with my uncle, right? And he was in my ear the whole time going, we're going to win 6-0, we're going to win (laughs) 6-0. And I thought, I've got to do it now. He said it like three times. And I just thought, it was like 250 to 1. I thought, I'm going to put a quid on. That's how optimistic I was. Um, Yeah, so...
2: (laughs) Am I wrong? To... <laughs> Is anyone else optimistic? What would you put on, like
1: Dykes hat-trick as well? I'm literally never 6-0 optimistic about anything. Nah,
3: I know, yeah, I know. That's I like mean a
1: shout-out to good old friend of the pod, Matt Clegg. <laughs>
2: he used to come out with 7-8-0 every week. Yeah, hoping that one day it
3: would come in, like put a quid yeah. on it every week and one day it will come in. Um, what are we thinking then? Same. what, team selection?
2: Um, um, well, Smith got, back in. Yeah, Cannon back in.
3: Yeah, I think I'd like to see the back, obviously, the back five, as we've mentioned, and then Field and Dixon Bonner, and then the four up front. I mean, I,
2: yeah. I know, it's, it's a big pitch, isn't it, Hillsborough? Yeah. I think I, that's the kind of formation and team that would cause them problems. And actually, that's what us as fans want to see. We want to see us going there and actually going for the game and trying to get the win because we need it like you said it's a six-pointer for us as well as it is for them we win that and we, we could be out of relegation zone if results go our way like so it is massive game for both teams but we've got to go for it we can't go there and be like let's just play for a point which is what ains would have done i can't see marty doing that i think he'll go there with an attacking threat thinking attacks the best form of defense
3: We've got to start better. That's my point. We've got to start a game really up, but like, really go for it. But I don't, I don't know whether we will. But um I'd imagine that they'll be up for it. Awesome.
1: We can't start worse in terms of on the ball, Touchwood, yeah. than we did on Wednesday. Like to give the ball away about three times in the same area of the pitch. That can't, that can't and won't happen. Um, but. Do one one thing I just wanted to mention earlier. I like the this did sound I like the way we kick off now. We are on the front foot. Oh yeah, we go away. forward, don't we? We yeah. go forward, chair just goes we are, yeah, we are put in sad. people forward, chair on the ball, out to Powell, and we are on the attack. That is I, I don't think we've ever done that. It's just the usual thing. Knock it back to the centre back, who fit forward to a header you're never gonna win in the, the best case scenario we win a throw in. That was just so depressing. So now that's really positive. Um, And I, I think we just look forward to what just playing now. This game under Ainsworth, we would have been like, oh, like you said, oh my god, this is going to be like you're sitting on the, well, basically hiding behind a pillow, more so than on the edge of your seat, like excited about it. Um, So you know you're going to see us, yeah, have an attacking intent. Um and yeah, if we can beat a team that's seven points below us to go ten points above them, that gives that hurts them huge amount. gives us a massive boost. Even if everybody above us wins, you're still staying in touch and building that positivity. Um, but I still won't predict us to win because I'm not not confident enough to still do that.
3: You're not knowing no, these people that are putting bets on us to be in the top six. Talking about bets, have you seen it? There's loads of people. I've right seen down the conversation,
1: well. <laughs> um, but and I know it's funny to to joke around that people are doing that, but at least we do have that positivity. That's what we. That's what he's brought. That's the stuff we're watching now. Like,
3: I've not seen any though. team though. Like, I still haven't seen any. You know, at the start of the season, we were saying this is going to be the best championship in years and stuff. I, absolute rubbish. This, I, I think. I look back at all the games I've watched and I can't think of a team that I've gone, they're really, them. I mean, you know, you've got your lessons and your leads, stuff like that. Like, But I meant outside of them, You tell me, don't tell me then with your funny face, who, who, who <laughs> well, who's massively got, impressed you like this. So, well, so you've fun. got
2: Leicester and Ipswich at this stage of the season we, the highest we, we, points we, totals out no, of any championship I meant season, that we've mate. seen, that we've played.
3: Is what I mean, like, what I'm saying is we played Preston and oh, who were 67th.
2: I mean, there's I'm... no, there's no one. that's like I've, when we've watched us, I've watched us play. Like I've seen us go. Wow, they have been absolutely amazing against us. I, I agree. We've not been completely played off the park by anybody. We've not been torn apart by anybody. But it, it is still a competitive league, and we know that every game is either winnable or losable. Like you, know, not, you don't go in, in championship and go, oh, we ain't going to win today. I mean, even the Leicester game, we thought, well, we all thought, oh, we ain't going to win today. But it was a close game, and we could have got something on another day. Like one of their goals was deflected. Like, that's the small errors, like in small margins in the Championship. But I get your point is like, no one has completely come and like tore us apart and outplayed us and outclassed us. I get that.
3: What well, I mean is, considering where we are, I have been in the league, I, I, would have, I still haven't seen us, anyone. I haven't seen any team I'm trying to think really. Sunderland were quite good, weren't they, therefore?
1: I mean, we had a man had sent off. And I guess that's off, the difference. What's right? the
2: first game in the season? <laughs> yeah,
3: but we were yeah, but then we were so bad that day. I mean, the Sunday League team could have beat us that day. That was horrible. Honestly, I don't. How how do you consider? Oh, I don't even reflect on it. Makes me angry after thirty seconds of a first game of the season. Oh, anyway, all right, lads. First game, um, first game um, predictions for Saturday. Quickly, do we ever get these right? I think mean, we need to look back. don't we
2: two nil QPR. <sighs> Uh, two one QPR.
1: Oh.
3: one one one. I've got. I went two nil earlier, so I'm going to stick with two nil with with Oli. Yeah, guys, it's too optimistic for us, isn't it? Yeah,
2: but, but that's it's what Marty Ball does. It feels wrong. It just feels <laughs> wrong. Needs to, uh, we need we need to be humble don't we? Yeah. Oh, don't don't say that, Oli, now because we you know what's going to happen. We're going to get humbled <laughs> now. That's it. You've put the jinx on us. <laughs>
3: Anyone want to mention anything else we've mentioned any any moans or groans or or
2: uh, just a quick one or... on, on I say what yeah God on. just on the bets I really hope we don't get relegated just so that idiot uh, um the second tier podcast is bet goes down the path. Oh, Mr Dilks. Idiot. Mr Dilks, yeah fucking just, not just, uh,
3: if any, anyone just leave it now let's <laughs> stay up and then we just give it to him all we'll last day of the season like stay up or whatever we stay up and we just
2: everyone just gives it to him.
1: Yeah. Um, is it true it was six grand or is that
2: just yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it was like a 200 yes. to one because he's got Leicester and Ips um, Leicester and Ips yeah. which like top two or whatever oh, us and Wednesday we to be relegated
1: yeah. oh sorry I thought he meant as in he'd had six grand on us just to no. be relegated I know no, he got uh. <laughs> to one thing yeah yeah well,
2: we have <laughs> one, thing,
3: one thing I did want to say the crowds are great at home aren't they like last season it was all about the away support in relation to what, about the amount of people I just find every game I go to is, again, yesterday was just out of nowhere. It just got really busy. <laughs> like I thought, oh, it's going to be this, you know, this is a normal Wednesday game. But then all of a sudden I looked around and it was pretty full. I think it was 16 and a half thousand there. Yeah, obviously, for a midweek, mid-week 20, in
1: December, two weeks before Christmas.
3: Yeah, yeah outrageous. So fair play to the fans. They have they, they've stuck by this team. Even under Ainsworth, we would never turn up knowing we're not going to win. Um, <laughs> in the numbers. So yeah, anyway, I just wanted to mention that, but all right, that's There's something we can
1: probably get into on another podcast, but like the fact that it's so busy, particularly in the stand Bowl stand, it's so, it's basically impossible to like get through anywhere at, um, at half time. So I wanted something we can, like I said, dive into another time, but like, do we think the club have ever spoken to the, how the homeowners behind there and gone, we want 10, 15 meters of your garden and we'll pay you X money to, so we can get that land and move it back. Because it seems such a logical solution. But I do appreciate you'd have to get every single one of them to agree, which is incredibly difficult. But it's, just, it's a conversation to have near enough every game. I'm like, really, I hope this happens in the future. It's a fan yeah. forum question. Fan that, forum it? question, it is. Up, mate.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is mad though. Did you know what? We we went in the safe standard. I've got to say, at half time and, and for the game, there's loads of room. Great.
1: Absolutely like, never in the other one, but yeah, I no, mean we one, can uh, bring that up one, another point.
3: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right, lads. Well, um, thanks for coming on. Have a great evening and um, let's hope you get a win on Saturday. Yours. Yours. Yours.